0: Welcome to Product Led Growth Leaders, where we learn about the bold path of building digital products that sell themselves. Let's listen to product leaders who can give us a glimpse into the innovative thinking process. Showcasing and celebrating these awesome folks, I'm your host, UX and product design veteran, Thomas Watkins. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Product-Led Growth Leaders. And we have a special guest today. It's Justin Hunter. Justin Hunter. I've worked with Justin Hunter before. We have um, uh, uh, worked on some projects that he's going to talk about today. And and, uh, Justin is a product owner, digital-minded person, digital innovator. And so we're going to actually start there with um Justin first of all Justin welcome to the show thank you thank, thank you for being much, here Thomas. no problem thank you. anytime thank you for yeah awesome yes yeah, thank you for being here so a lot of people who are listening to this come from backgrounds where they spend a lot of their career working on process stuff and they work for big organizations and they find themselves or or they they've kind of chosen to take their career in a direction where they're taking all of this knowledge that they've um, built up over the years, and stuff that they're really familiar with, stuff that they kind of like know in and out, like the back of their hand. And now they're making a switch to applying that to a digital product, and they're now thinking with kind of a product mindset set that's a little bit different. So, um, so starting with you, Justin, why? Um, uh, tell us a little bit about your background and kind of what kind of world mm-hmm. you came from earlier in your career, and a little bit yeah. into how that shifted for you. Yeah. That's
1: it's an interesting journey. I think you hit it there, which is getting into product can be an interesting journey sometimes. So, I started the beginning of my career actually wanting to do events management and, you know, sort of more like creative side things, which is, I think, product landed well there, but I ended up being in IT and infrastructure. So, I took on a technical role, I discovered project management which actually, if you like even look like to Gartner, you can see there's the project to product migration, right? So I would even advise project managers to really start thinking hard about product mindset versus traditional project mindset, as you keep seeing that. But I I made that career in project management, also business analysis, which I think is the close cousin of product nowadays, which is really the, what do we need to understand? What do we need to do? And worked my way through the ranks into a business architect role and ultimately into director of product and project management, because I think the person who put me in that position, you know, to kind of create this mindset at my last employer was able to say that really they go together and they really do, because it it was about at the end of the day, aligning, seeing, prioritizing, visioning, understanding, gluing people together so I think all of those roles have evolved into this mindset where instead of the biggest change was a a book that kind of changed my life. And I get no, I get no kickback for this, so don't worry, was called <laughs> Out- outcomes over outputs. And it really hit to what the product revolution was about, which is project management, traditional waterfall was so driven to okay, we got the thing, we got the spec. Did we deliver these three functionalities by Tuesday, the fifth of August? We didn't get what we wanted out of it, but we sure delivered it—success, right? Versus saying, "Wait, that's not what matters." And really getting that mindset of being able to say, "I want," you know, going back to the project we worked on, I want people to enter their time on the same day. Doesn't matter what feature that is; it matters that I'm able to get that behavioral change. And that book defines the outcome as a change in human behavior. Sorry, Thomas, go ahead. No,
0: no, no. I just wanted to dive into that aspect of things a little bit because the project um, you're talking about, so it's a digital transformation project, right? Where you have an organization that's going to be changing the way they do things. And then, Mm -hmm. so then you're trying to, there's there's a lot to build potentially, right? You you, you kind of sit down at the table with stakeholders and, and there's a huge list like that. Um, could you tell us a little bit about how you choose the sort of the beachhead to start here, right? Absolutely. And then w- w- what's the strategy that goes in? Yeah, let's give a little context of that project and I'll kind of talk
1: of how it came into being. So you and I were working on a custom application that started as time entry with a vision board you saw to be a a field, a mobile field application for engineers who go out and work in the field. Um, I'll tell you on my side, what I got is a lot of pain from people saying, I want mobile application. I want a mobile application. I want a mobile application, right? Which is a huge undertaking. A, A number of people saying, well, can't we just buy a time entry app? They want to put time in. And well, but then they also want to do documents and then they want to and sing back and saying now from the strategy perspective, you need to say, okay, what's the other thing they hate? They don't want to go to 15 places. So great, you can get a time app really fast if you buy off the shelf, but you're also going to want to do schedule management now. Oh, and by the way, you're going to, want to do milestone management. Oh, and by the way, and by the way, and by the way. So everyone have this vision And one of the things they wanted to do was milestones. That was the big thing that came up. Like, I want to do milestones. Well, coming back from that process diagram in this particular case, as I looked at the milestones, that process wasn't as well defined, right? It wasn't as clear. There was also a change management piece. So you talk about digital transformation, a new way of doing things. To get to a new way of doing things, go to any of the change management folk. You need a quick win, right? And if I can't get a vision where everyone feels the process is the same, and there's going to be massive process engineering, that product launch will fail, and you won't get adoption. This was an internal product, and people always go, well, they have no choice. The answer is yes, they actually do. I think that's the interesting choice My CIO, and I have simultaneously said once to our data architect, are like, well, what else are you going to use other Power BI? And we both screamed Excel at them at the same time, right? There is a competitor. So that beachhead became time entry. Why? Everybody had to do time entry. There was clear quality of life issues for everyone. It's a consulting firm. So if they don't do time entry, then they're going to be unhappy. I also look for what I say is a win-win-win. I look for a win for the customer, a win for the team members and a win for the bottom line. So people Mm. were talking about the win for the bottom line with the milestones, for example, and was it a win for the team members? Well, if you look at the milestones, the team members were doing that to satisfy vendor management people who weren't the people who actually consumed our services. So the customers didn't care, the team members didn't care, and the bottom line was a little questionable. You looked at the time entry component of this, you're able to say, wow, bottom line, revenue leakage. If you get same day time entry, research says 1% to 5% on EBITDA versus people hitting time on another side. I think any financial person will take that. You hit team members, I think you saw a picture from one of our um, sessions, Thomas, where the guy literally showed his laptop on his steering wheel saying, this is my life with my computer trying to get my time in. Or, hey, some of those fire investigators, I just rolled around in the suit for, for 12 hours, drove home for three more, and now you want me to pop my computer out and put my time in, right? Wow, there's a great narrative there now being like that's the thing that's what they're being looked at and then the customers want to know what their budget is what's happening The people are doing is like how much does this cost me where are you at in the project where are you getting things done because i the strange part of this is the milestones vendor managers were demanding isn't what the actual customer cared about so so that's how i got to that beachhead taking this big mobile idea down to where do i start with a vision to say, and we're gonna get everywhere in an iterative
0: manner. Right, and so that's that's really good. And I, I think a, a lot of the stuff that you're saying and the, and from knowing you and knowing how you work, you actually bring a lot of design thinking, especially <laughs> from the amount that I, I normally don't expect it from a product owner, um, mm-hmm. because, you know, product owners typically don't have backgrounds like that. Um, but you kind of brought in a good, um, you know, if, we, if we've that's been. That's fortunately not, uh, why I
1: had a product owner on there instead of being, you know, the product owner on it. So I think I was like serving as project manager or product director on that one. Right. So and then yeah. we had a product owner there who was was learning that, too. So
0: correct. That's that's true. And so tell us a little bit about how did you ensure that the um the product design, the product direction was in line with the evolving needs of the user base and the evolving needs of the project? What, what, what were some of the things that you did strategically to manage that?
1: Yep. So first of all, the actual user base is your friend. Um, we, were, we talked about mobile first. One of the other things I gave my team was to tell them end user first to become radically focused on the end user. I think I got that from a class once a bit where I told you about children's toys. The person gave the example of saying, does a child buy the toy? No. If the child doesn't like the toy, is the parent going to buy the toy? No. So to keep that focus, we really, and I gave my, my frontline product owner this because we had three different tracks going at the same time, the job of build a user community. And quality is more important than volume. So we were really able to start with some of the people who were just the biggest advocate. There was a particular gentleman who had been talking for me four years about mobile. And I'm like, it's here. Come join me and other folks. So you were able to take some of those core leaders and then we moved into doing showcases. I think you even spoke at a couple of them. We called them showcases. In reality, they're kind of like town halls, right? And all the people, and we go able to get 100 people out of here, about the other user base of maybe 300 globally, right?
0: And so you're talking about, just for, uh, to make sure that we're being clear for the audience, you're talking yeah. about inside the, the company. So yep. a, a, a huge audience of folks who are also employees of the country, company who will be impacted. Yes, directly, yeah.
1: including people impact impacted, the
0: operations
1: team, the marketing team, other people were able to gain interest. So I mean, by picking the right start point, by seeking something interesting, and then shaping that message to different places to be able to say, hey, finance people, this is interesting because time and directors of departments, time's going to get there in time. Hey, folk who are in the field, guess what, you're gonna be able to just put your time in a really simple manner and we want to hear you. That's bringing in where we'd run in Thomas, bringing in the UX process, right? As we built that community, we're able to take and parlay some of those um, town halls into literally being like, oh, you really, we talk about the UX and they'd be like, well, can I come? And it's like, absolutely, yes. That's how we grew a pool of more diverse opinions including, I think you still probably remember, I'm sure she's still talking to you, one of your favorite people who would just flat out tell you everything, right? Right. She, was, right. Not a, she was not a sugarcoater, <laughs> which is great. Yeah. And, you know, she became involved out of that to be like, no, give us negative feedback, give us your skepticism and come and join us. And it, it really took offering that safe space and being willing to take a few slings and arrows, right? Like, right. I had to. I had to dance a couple of times, right? Like right. I had a director who's like, "I know this software engineering thing. You're going to say this and that." And I'm like, "It had to be a little like, okay, that's okay." And I now gave you the standard circular answer, and let's get back to some other folk because this was a person who wasn't even a major main end user,
0: right? But, right. But I think
1: that was the big key there. It was building that community.
0: That's, that's a huge deal there. And and the community is going to have their expectations of what they think is necessary. And that feeds into your, your, your concept of what the product is. Let's, let's talk a little bit about the short term versus the long term, uh-huh. you know, so as someone who's kind of the 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 head of the of a product that is driving forward, you're trying to make sure that it's successful. But then there's 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 short-term needs and there's long-term needs. Mm-hmm. What do you do to make sure that you're balancing the short-term needs, the, like mm-hmm. like the sort of realistic needs of the product, with that kind of long-term vision that you don't want to lose track of? What is what are some of the things that you?
1: Yeah, I, I think I mentioned the vision board. Yeah. And having a clear vision and message for the product, which is harder than it sounds, right? Because you need your product owners. You need your UX people to be able to tie back to something. What is it we're actually trying to accomplish, including in the long term, which was, I think, in our case was um, people can do things nearly anywhere, nearly any without dread and without thinking about it five minutes later right? Which really now starts to say, what's the most important thing? Is this going to help us achieve that ends? Okay. Then it should be something we're doing because it's going to slow us down towards our long-term. Now feature sets, right? So that's where you lay down a, a roadmap for your executives, right? Because they, they want to know what's going to come next. But you also need to do a rolling roadmap, something I put in place that was helpful to say, every two months, we're going to roll this forward based on the new data we gave me. Oh, you did an acquisition? That's going to change things. Oh, by the way, all this data just came in that said, actually, people put in their time during the opportunity phase in the process, right? We have to change it. So it's it's keeping it high level at that long term. If I I think it's a failure and a lead to emotional failure if you try to write specs out for what your vision is two years from now, right? Your vision is an intent, it's a behavior set.
0: So as a, as a leader on a project, what do you do to inspire and guide your team? During times of insert uncertainty, you yeah. know, the, uh, what are some of the things that you do?
1: Yeah. Um, first of all, that comes before the time of uncertainty. You need to actually care about your people. I always refer back to Project Aristotle from Google, one of the most successful th- tools in my career. One of the, the fundamental piece of it is psychological safety, and and breeding that helps during that time of inserting because somebody will say i'm not sure about this what's going on here versus the first time somebody feels they need to raise their hand is during that time of panic right as long as also again ahead of time laying the foundation you kind of talked about long-term thinking right so much of what i do is long-term thinking because i've been in projects long enough that will happen there will be a time of despair so get ready for it now. Don't get ready for it when it right, comes. Right, Um. So, a mission and a purpose. Right. That's also right. part of Project Aristotle: meaning and impact. So, what is the impact? You taking I mean, having people see and hear about that picture of that computer being like, somebody just got to go home and go to bed because you're working through this, right? Get get your empathy muscles out. Wow, it's worth it. You going through this has an actual impact on people's lives.
0: Now, Justin, that's awesome. Now, what would you say for people who are interested? They have lots of experience doing some uh, stuff in their industry, stuff Mm -hmm. that's knowledge that they've built up. Overall, if you could give just a word of advice for people trying to make the, the switch or about to make the switch where they're going to be working on a product, what, what might you say to them?
1: Mm-hmm. I, I would go back to say, get over your obsession with ROI and start thinking about value, which ROI is part about. Get over your obsession with deliverables. Deliverables don't matter. Even if they're to spec, if they don't give you an outcome, that is the the key part of product thinking. If you can't comfortably leave that zone where everything needs to be clear or everything can be put on the spreadsheet, you're you're probably not ready for the
0: transition yet. Awesome, Justin. Um, where can people find you? Uh, learn more about you is uh, LinkedIn. LinkedIn. Yep, I'm in LinkedIn. Justin Hunter PMP.
1: Um, so Justin Hunter PMP. That's simple. Um, always love to talk about this stuff. Anybody can reach out to me anytime, have a chat, share my experiences. An interesting experience if you look at my resume through this kind of journey of like creating new roles. Like I think if people like creating new roles, or they built the or were the first of product, is a great place for you too.
0: Awesome, awesome, Justin Hunter. Thank you so much uh, for joining us today. Thank you, Thomas. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in. Join us next time on Product-Led Growth Leaders. Take care.